Greetings, this is James Young with Azure Risk Talk Radio, also simulcasting on ESETI Stargate, on Rumble, on BMO, and uh, actually we just joined uh, uh, True Social, so we'll be on there as well posting, and uh, uh, we've got quite a quite an outreach going on right now. I think we have 100 plus affiliates in God knows how many countries, 100 plus countries, so things are really getting out there and growing, uh, which is great. Uh, I've got a little housekeeping keeping to do before we get started. Uh, we've got the self-mastery um, uh, workshop coming up that I'll be teaching, and it's pretty much full. I think we have five or six slots left, and that's it. And it's going to be a, a really good group. And so uh, it's an amazing experience. People, you're going to have contact, I guarantee you, <laughs> with uh, your main teacher and guide and the host of others So uh, when you go through this process. But uh, anyway, that's coming up uh, this next weekend, actually. And uh, we've got on uh, July seventh uh, to the eleventh, we have a yoga and sound healing retreat. And one of the most uh, with uh, Marie Thompson, she's she's probably one of the best yogis I've I've met. I mean, I, it's amazing her knowledge and her and the energies that she carries and everything else. So it's a great a great uh, retreat. And they're having sound healing too as well. And uh, we'll be doing sky watches and probably some yigong and a few other things. So uh, be you know, if you can make that one, it's another great retreat. It's it's uh, it's an intensive, you know, so uh, it's it's a uh, very power pack. So check that one out. Um, and then then we have our science, science and spirit, July fifteenth through the sixteenth and seventeenth. We have the our usual science, spirit, and world transformation conference. We've been a little late on getting it up. We're still getting speakers. We have a great lineup of speakers, and they'll be on the website. And we've just been kind of uh, firming it up. Because, you know, these times we're in, you have to be fluid and you have to be uh, kind of changing. So we've had speakers uh, that agreed that aren't coming and then we have new ones coming in. That, so it's moving and shifting. So uh, it's we're putting it up, uh, probably have it. I think it's on the website. Most of the speakers are up there or will be up there very soon. But anyway, that's a great one, too, because you've got three days of listening to some awesome speakers. But this is going to be more of an intentional retreat this time. And so th there'll be time in between to go out and do the intention walk, to go to the Palladian circle, the the Native American circle, the the uh, you know the Stone Circle, all that. You know, you can you can be on the land and meditate and sky watch and see. We always have massive ships come over every week, every time we do one of these these things. So bring your cameras, you know, and bring your. Uh, if you got night vision, bring your night vision and bring warm clothes because it, it still gets cold here at night. But uh, I guarantee you'll see something. If if you didn't see something, you weren't paying attention. Basically, that's that's the bottom line. Anyway, that's coming up. Uh, and there's a lot of crazy stuff coming up. I'm not even going to go into the news because it's so insane. I don't, I don't even know what to do with it. But the good news is it it's the chaos you know, this is a storm before the calm. And so that the chaos has to come up. We have to see it. It has to all be revealed. We have to deal with it and move on to the next level. It's like semantics, you know, it's the same thing. But uh, anyway, when you see all this chaos going on and all this crazy stuff you're hearing about, that's just the truth being unveiled and uh, the shift happening, you know, the change is happening. Uh, so, so anyway, and on that note, I've got a great guest tonight. I've got Kathleen Gould and she's an herbalist, um, an RHAHG has studied, taught and lived herbalism for 25 years. She's a professional member of the esteemed American Herbalist Guild and has studied herbalism throughout the U.S. with uh, internationally known herbalist Rosemary uh, Gladstar. Uh, I don't know, I'm going to mess up this name, <laughs> Tirana Low Dog MD, James Duke PhD, Michael Tierra, I know him, David Hoffman, Patch Adams, Patch Adams, I know him too, nice, and Susan Weed. But uh, she's a former uh, owner of both the Herb Corner and Learning Center at the Southeastern Center for Herbal Studies in Florida. And she was raised in California, then life and work moved her to the East Coast where she lived in a number of places from Connecticut to Florida the past 30 years, no matter where she moved, the desert Southwest kept calling to her in 2005. She finally followed that calling and now happily lives it outside of the Phoenix area. And in her continuing passion of herbal healing, she started the Southwest Herb 
along uh, or SW Earth, I don't know about Southwest, but along with their business partner, Madeline Johnson. So with that, without any further ado, let's bring Kathy on the show. Kathy, are you with us? I am. Thank you. Hey, great for coming on the show. I know you've been to the ranch and you've experienced the ranch. The energy's here already and, and you've seen the ships and everything else. And uh, and one of your uh, good friends, and I would say student because she like admires you, like <laughs> is uh, Myra, who's here uh, carrying on in your work. And she's making all kinds of amazing herbal teas, you know, getting us through these times to do healing and and. Uh, protection and things like that, get our immune systems up and everything. So I know it's under a lot of your tutelage that she learned how to do a lot of these things. And, and I know she have some amazing products, which I've used, but uh, without, I wanted to really get into, you know, as far as what's going on right now, we, we always like to focus on solutions. So what can people do right now to get through all of the toxins and the chemtrails and the, the, you know, all that stuff. How do we, how do we get through this, you know, with these times? Well, I got to tell you, you know, I don't, for me, it's not been getting through it. It's been a pretty peaceful transition. I haven't really noticed much in my world because I'm too busy taking care of people and teaching people. But Mm -hmm. the big thing we're reminding people is plants, plants are alive. I've been up to the ranch, you're right, and the plants up there are so amazing, and there's the energy coming off these plants are amazing, mm-hmm. and anything that's alive has a spirit, and the spirit of these plants came with the purpose of healing us. That's why they're here. They know yeah. what to do. So it's just getting mm-hmm. past our own, you know, our, our, our own programming to let them do their job. And so we remind people, this is, this is not a new thing. This is your birthright. These plants are our birthright. We're just reminding people, take back your birthright. You don't need anybody's permission. You don't need any bunch of letters behind your name. You go out, you harvest with intention, get on the earth, connect with the plants and start making medicines. The plants Mm -hmm. are so beautiful and they're so intelligent and they so much want to help us that you you just start making just like you were talking about Myra went and she took some classes but her passion and her heart is so huge mm-hmm. and her kindness is so huge and the plants feel that and oh, when yeah. she makes medicines they're beautiful medicines and so and that's Myra is one of hundreds and hundreds of people as they come to our classes we don't teach people the science we don't see, teach them anatomy, physiology, chemistry, plant constituents. We teach them, how do I take this plant in my kitchen the same way our ancestors have done since the beginning of time and make medicine? And they're mm-hmm. simple little things. Mom comes into the shop with two or three children, single mom, she, and they've got ear infections or whatever they have going on. They don't care about all the anatomy. They just want to get an herb to make them feel better. We're finding right now that some of the plants we're using so much of is the plants that not only because the plants not only support the physical body, but moreover, they also support the emotional, spiritual body. They know we are emotional, spiritual beings. Yeah. They know this, this physical body we carry around for the short time. It's funny because we we are emotional, spiritual beings, yet. We put 100% of our, of our energy into how do I heal this physical thing instead of working in that spiritual realm where the plants live, where the plants work from. So that's mm-hmm. what I mean about getting stepping outside of ourselves and allowing the plants to do what they do. And they do it so beautifully. Yeah, I had a, I had a dream once. I'll never forget it that uh, I was meditating. It was more of a vision. I was meditating and I saw these little corn plants really small little corn spirits, you know, and, and that's about how big the corn grew that year. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, it got about that big and then the frost hit it and bam, it was gone. So I go, wow, that was weird. I go, I, you know, when I, I go, why didn't I see big corn, you know? And, and so we kept working with the, with the corn spirits. And then now we get like nine foot stalks and everything. But uh, when we first started out, you know, the, they showed me, they, they said, you know, you've, you've got to really work with the plants and, listen to when to plant and where to plant and what they need and, and things like that. But it's, it's amazing that how that works. 
you know, the, the, the plants are so, so many times I, 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 when I just get quiet and I take my intuition, you know, we always push that away. We think that's a plant will come into our consciousness or like your, you know, what you had happened and yeah. everybody just pushes that aside. The plants have to be able to communicate with us. This is the interesting thing. And this is how simple it is. And this is the way it was created to be. When we have a illness or symptom, we have arthritis, we have uh, whatever, what a pain, um, anxiety, anxiety is off the scales right now. Everybody with all this stuff. So whatever that is, they come in and people come in because we've been programmed by the powers that were that we have to treat that symptom. But the symptom is never the problem. The symptom is simply our body's way of communicating with us that it needs something. Yeah. And it simply needs like building blocks. Let's say they come in with um, PMS. A woman comes in and says, Kathy, I need help. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm having or hormonal, whatever it is. And we tell and, and we look, we start looking at plant the way the way it happens. If you have a symptom in a system, that system all we do as an herbalist or as, and we're all herbalists, we're all children of the, of the earth. Mm-hmm. All we have to do is look for the plants that, that we know of that work within that system. So in that case, if it's hormonal, let's say we might look at Don Kwai, wild yam, black cohosh, blue cohosh, whatever, those simple plants, we take those in and if, what it's basically doing is giving us all the building blocks that the body needs to make whatever it needs to make. It gave us a symptom because it didn't have the building blocks to make those. So we take them in and we might have somebody in, in menopause, their symptoms go away. A young woman with PMS symptoms go away. Um, Across the board, somebody with anxiety having to do with the hormonal system, those go away. Why is it that all symptoms go away? It's because all we've done is adding the building blocks for that system and the body knows what to do with them. All we're doing is just listening to the body. And it's that simple. If they come in and present with asthma, we're going to look at the family of plants that are for the respiratory system. They mm-hmm. come in with digestive issues. We look at plants for the digestive system. This isn't rocket science. It's very simple. And it's what people have always known. And it's only been since what, like the civil war that this has been that's how quickly this has been erased from our consciousness. I don't know okay. if it's erased from our consciousness. It's been erased from the programming and consciousness, it's still in our yeah. consciousness. Yeah, it's amazing because I've seen, uh, uh, like here we had some horses come over here and they're work horses. And we, you know, we were doing wagon rides and all this stuff with these horses. And and so the guy, the guy that owned the horses said, you know, we, we've, we're going to have to put them down. You know, they've, they've got these serious health problems and this and spurs and all this other stuff. And I go, I go, really? And I go, well, they seem pretty healthy. And he goes, no, the vet looked at them and this and this. And, and I said, well, why don't you just bring them out here and put them out in the field and, and let's see what happens. And so, you know, we were doing clearings for them and, and just asked the diva, the horses to come in. And, and I was noticing they, the field, these fields here are all natural. The, the hay here, the the herbs is echinacea everywhere. There's in the field, and so these horses were going around and finding what they needed, and ate it, and then all of a sudden it just went away. Everything went away, and they're healthy, and and they lived, you know, at least five or six more years. It was crazy, but uh, and because I read a story about that where this guy watched his horse what he ate, and the horse cured himself of cancer. So he ate the same things, and he cured himself of cancer. And and so I thought about that. And I go, well, this is all natural here. All the natural herbs and flowers. And there's, a, a, you know, red dock out there. There's sheep sorrow. There's there's all these things that are just natural in the field to eat. And, and that's what the horses did. And it totally cured them. It was amazing. I lived on a farm. I had a farm. I just sold my farm back in Florida, North Florida. And when I was there, we had lots of animals and we, that, I learned so much from the animals just by that. The animal would get sick and it would go out and it would start eating the echinacea or it would start eating the comfrey or it would start yeah. eating whatever. And 
Or sometimes it would be plants that I didn't know. So I'd pick a, take the plant and I'd take it down to the ag office and find out what it was so I could learn about that local plant. And sure enough, that plant was exactly for what the animal needed. Mm-hmm. You know, animals are pretty simple, you know, and, and if we could just get back to the simplicity. If, if, if my dog got sick, he went out, he ate some grass, he yeah. puked, and then he took a nap. <laughs> I, I mean, how simple is that? A lot of times people will say, you know, we'll say rest. If you need to rest, rest. Like right now, with all this energies coming in from, you know, coming into the earth, a lot of people are coming and just wanting, give me something for energy. Yeah. Well, your body needs to rest. Yeah. If you need to sleep, you need to sleep. If you need more sleep, more rest, maybe you just need to go through that for a few days. It's, it's helping us to remember to slow down. And just listen to our bodies because it's it, it knows what it needs. It's so intelligent. And we've just learned to distrust everything. You know what I tell my a lot of our, 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 our clients will say, if you're not sure, we tell them drink tea, just drink tea, always drink teas. They are the original superfoods. These are just weeds. Mm-hmm. Or we'll yeah. say, pull up dandelion, go to dandelion, say, what are the nutrients in dandelion? And you'll get this list paragraph long with all the vitamins and minerals and nutrients and trace minerals and free radical scavengers and antioxidants. And they're all absorbable because they're food. As long Mm -hmm. as you're taking the plants in plant form, not in a supplement or whatever they make, but in the whole plant, just make a tea. But what happens then when you mix three, four, five, eight, 10 herbs together in a blend, what are you getting? And if you traditional dosage for for teas has always been look through the eclectic writings, look through all of the Native American. They talk about a cup of tea three to four times a day. So if people are drinking a quarter tea a day, they're getting 12 to 1500 milligrams of all those nutrients, all the minerals for healthy bones and teeth and hair. And that's all they have to do. And they're getting, the, their mind is settling, their heart is settling, mm-hmm. their circulatory system is functioning better. See, I think what's happened is people, when we're, especially the last few years we've seen it, we have been in fight or flight for years. Yeah. Physiologically, when you are in fight or flight, all the energy is shunted from your core out to the big muscles of your legs and arms so you can fight or you can run, fight mm-hmm. or flight. That means there's no energy flowing to the core area, which is the heart, the circulation, the reproductive, the digestion. And these are all the problems people are coming in with. So we'll give them simple herbs like nervines. Um, We'll give them uh, uh, lemon balm or passion flower or motherwort or any of these or combinations of these. And their other symptoms go away. Their digestion gets better. Their heart, their their heart problems are lessened. Their blood pressure goes down, and they don't get it because they mm-hmm. came in wanting give me the herb for my heart, and we give them something for their central nervous system. And all we're doing is reconnecting nerve function and mm-hmm. blood flow and energy and vitality back to their core, so the body can do what it's designed to do. Yeah. And there's the, I mean, stress is the killer. I mean, we've got to figure out ways of eliminating stress and, and getting grounded too. There's, there's times where I just go, you know what, I just got to get on my hands and knees and get in the garden and start pulling weeds and things like that. And it's amazing. I get up and I go, wow, I'm all energized now. I'm grounded. You know, I feel so much better. And, and with these energies, they're making people really spacey with the, you know, the, the solar flares and the chrono mass ejections and the human resonance. Like people are losing it and there's high stress levels and they're in that, like you're saying, that fight or flight, they're all amped right. up, you know, and then society is, you know, you should be very scared. You know, there's this and there's this and this shortage and that thing. And they're pumping all that energy out. And so uh, I know people are just freaking out. And if you just turn your TV off and go out in nature and get on the ground and, you know, plant a garden and things like that, it's amazing. Almost all that stuff just goes away. When I told you that this this whole none nothing has really affected me as yeah. far as the COVID stuff. First of all, I know it's all of it's. I don't well whatever. I don't I don't buy into all of it. Yeah. But I'm in Arizona, and like today was 110 degrees. It's really hard to garden in 110 degrees. Yeah, yeah. It is. So I was afraid of gardening for here at all. 
And then when COVID came and we had to stay home, I have a new grandson. So I, he's not new, he's five, but I started going out and planting things, having no clue. I would just pray. I would just walk on the earth and I take him out and we put stuff in the ground and it kind of grew. My whole backyard is a gigantic garden now. Mm-hmm. And it was only because that, that's, I wasn't watching TV. I wasn't listening to social media. I was working, I was taking care of people. And then I'd come home and sit out on the earth and plant seeds. Yeah. And if they grew, hallelujah. And if they didn't grow, I learned about it. But so what? It was the energy of the earth. And literally my family and my children are, we have, we laugh about it. We kind of laugh and say, wow. This whole world's going crazy and we never see it because we yeah. choose not to see it. Yeah, I got yeah. I got involved in some building projects and remodeling projects and wow. gardening projects. And I had to put a new pump in and a drain, all this stuff. And uh, and I was so busy. I said, I don't even have time to think about this stuff. You know, and everybody yeah. goes, I'm, you know, get stressed out. And I said, I'm aware of it. I'm fully aware of what's going on, who's behind mm-hmm. it, who's doing it, everything. I said, but I've learned to practice loving detachment and not get all worked up and stressed out about it. And and that's so important right now. And I, and I do things to divert, you know, from that energy. I do clearings and healings and, and you know, I get grounded and get out in nature as much as I can. And, and like you're saying, I missed all that. All that stuff was everybody's freaking out and I, I missed a lot of it. And the new stuff they've got planned, I'm probably going to miss a lot of that too, just because of my lifestyle, you know, it'll all go down and I'll just be sitting, Hey, what happened? You know, it's like, (laughs) well, I tell you when I was the times I've been up there um, and I'm, I'm excited because we're coming back again in Uh I think in a month or so, but um, you taught us the clearings, working with the clearings when we were there, whenever, Uh way back the first time I went and um, we use those clearings those clearings to me are very, very important. I do those all day yeah. long. If I start yeah. to see, I start to d- drop into thought or negative or fearful, very rarely fearful. But if I do, I, I just do. A, it's amazing what those clearings can do. Yeah. Well, people yeah. don't realize a lot of their thoughts aren't theirs. And a lot of the emotions exactly. that they're feeling aren't theirs either. And there's all these, we live in a sea of consciousness and it's not all positive. There's a lot of thought forums there's unseen negative influences there's different groups out there that would like to see us fail that want to hijack our ascension you know there there's so much going on if you do these clearings at least you're you got a level playing field and uh and you're just dealing with your stuff and and i'm saying too one of the most important things to realize is to say not mine you know when this energy's coming in you feel this weird energy and you're getting all anxiety just go wait a second this is not mine and and set a boundary and then do the clearings and then uh and then go back to it and all of a sudden it's gone you go wow that wasn't mine <laughs> you know it's uh it, it's i want amazing. to share a plant with you um yeah. i want to share actually two plants with you and, and it reminded me because myra sent me some pictures of motherwort that's growing up by you beautiful yeah. holy cow it's really pretty but I wanted to share mother work because of all the herbs that we, we, we work, we're the largest and fastest growing herb shop in the greater Phoenix area. And we're this newest kid on the block, but we're growing so fast because we are, our focus is helping people, creating a space where they can just come in, sit during COVID, they come in, just sit, cry, um, we, and motherwort was a big part of, I can't tell you how many gallons of this stuff we sell. Oh, yeah. the, the botanical name of motherwort is called Leonarius cardacia. Mm-hmm. So we know that cardiaca means heart. That's something for the heart. And it does support yeah. the physical heart. <clears throat> but the Leonarius tells us because it's lion heart, the heart of a lion when you need to be strong, but you need yeah. to be calm. Um, when you need courage, it's a plant of courage. And we can use that one for anxieties off the scale. Every we, we see we see so many people with anxiety, and no matter what else they have going on, there's always a component of anxiety too. Mm-hmm. So motherwort, the Native American people have a saying they call coyote medicine, and they say the coyote when there's chaos going on, the coyote will step away from the chaos and he'll circle around it until things calm down. Mother mm-hmm. work to me is coyote medicine. She yeah. helps us to step away from our world, our, our drama or whatever we have going on. And so we can see it from a higher perspective. 
So we can have people, and I've had them show up at the shop. I'll open the, you know, I'll open the door, and they'll knock on my door, which is funny. We're a retail store; they knock on the door, and I open the door, and I go, and and they'll just collapse there in a in a puddle, and they're in the midst of a full-on anxiety attack, shaking, yeah. sweating, freaking out. And I would just go in. We'll get motherwort, um, a tincture, you know, a liquid extract. Put some in a cup. Give it to them. Every about 10 minutes, we give it to them again, and we can pull them right out of an anxiety attack. We've had, it, I have never had it not work for anxiety, even if it's severe anxiety. People will take that, and it will, and over time, or somebody that's crying a lot. That's a big thing yeah. we get. We see a lot of women. They're just crying and crying and crying, and it's they've just completely allowed it to take over. And so we'll start giving a mother word. And I had one lady, I kept giving her mother word. She's crying and crying, telling me her story over and over and over and over. And, and I'm just going, oh, okay, okay, here's some mother word. Or I just, I put a tincture and I give it to her. And then she's going on and I give it to her again. And after about a half an hour, she can't, she's, one lady said to me, what do you keep giving me? What the hell is that? And I said, it's mother word. And she said, well, how much are you, how much do I need? How much of that do I have to take? <laughs> And I said, we keep giving it to you until you can't pull another tear out of your face. And yeah. it hits a place where they cannot cry anymore. It, yeah. it sentences you so well. So I was so excited to see when Myra sent that, um, the pictures of the mother what you have there. I said, oh, Myra, she's coming up everywhere for everybody. And the plants exactly do that, to come up yeah. and make themselves available to us when we need them. Yeah, we have tons of that growing and. And horsetail and everything is just everywhere there. It's it's. You I know, can't wait. I told Mama I can't wait to get up there and make medicine with her and 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 sit with these plants and just be with them and just be on there. I was up the first time I was up there. I remember sitting out in the Palladian Circle doing a laying out there and I was doing a meditation. I opened my eyes and I'm looking up in a little tree and I thought I know you. I know who you are. I know you. And so I just closed my eyes for a minute and I opened again. I looked closer and it was your, one of your many elder. Yeah. Um, elder berries. Yeah. Yes. And it was so beautiful. And now oh. I hear Myra telling me she's making all these um, elderberry syrups and elderberry, whatever for everybody. Yeah. It's all, and especially there because the energy of the plants there. Are, are so powerful, really beautifully powerful plants. Like very rare that I see them to that, feel the energy of the plants that strongly. Yeah, and they're huge too. They, it's amazing. They grow uh, huge. Some of the uh, plantain things look like bushes, you know, the the and and things like that. It's like, uh, yeah, there's so much. I mean, there's, I'm still learning. There's a lot that that I'm seeing that I know I should be utilizing. It's right in my backyard. And, and I don't know what it, what it was. That's why they sent you Myra. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You uh, know, another, another interesting thing, <clears throat> because I know, I see how the plants come up where we need them and when we need them. Yeah. And one about, I don't know about maybe right around the beginning of COVID, maybe a little bit earlier. Um, I started hearing about blue lotus the blue lotus flower. Mm. And I've been doing this work for 40 years. So I've worked with a lot of plants or at least heard about them or I'm aware of them, but this one I was not. And so I was, I was at eating some at some restaurant and I heard some people talk about blue lotus. Then somewhere a week later, I saw a little blurb about it in the paper and different things like that. It kept coming up. So I stopped and did a meditation. And I said, I feel you coming into the collective consciousness. Mm -hmm. I wonder why. So as I've learned about this plant, I finally, well, people, and it's, and it's, it's having your own personal experience with these plants. Because people are coming in, I'd say, okay, so tell me what you know about blue lotus. Oh, it's hallucinogen. It does this. It does that. I was like, okay, I'm not sure I want to do that. I think I'll, I don't know if that's a plan I want to have in my life. I don't want to hallucinate. And then somebody said, no, 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 you just bring it in and you smoke it. And I said, you know, I have a little grandson. I don't want my grandson coming to my room and I got smoking paraffin. I'm a grandma. No, I'm not doing it. So I finally said, how can I have relationship with this plant unless I get the plant and take the plant in? So I made a tea one night. This was about two years ago. 
And this is when COVID was, there was the biggest fear about it. It was new. It was, everybody was stuck inside. It was all that crazy time. Yeah. So I, I made a cup of tea and I told my kids, I said, look, I'm going to try this new plant. I have no idea uh, of how it's going to be, but I really feel drawn to it and I need to work with it. So I said, I'm going to have a cup of tea before bed and I'm going to close my door. So please don't come in and disrupt me because if it is a hallucinogen, I, I don't want anybody in here. Yeah. So anyways, I made this tea. I drank it before bed and I, it, I've learned so much about this plant. She brings absolute peace. If mm-hmm. you're in the right space, it can also do other not so good things if you're in a very yeah. dark, angry too. But yeah. all night long, it like it like lifts you off the earth a little bit and you can kind of see things for, they're not that important. And I woke up in the morning and it stayed like that. I stayed in this peaceful place for about three or four hours. So mm-hmm. I use that one along with motherwort right now. And th- those two particular herbs are really, no matter what, I might make something for a blend for somebody for their heart or for digestion, whatever they want. But I, if they have anxiety, if they have fear and everybody has fear, I put these yeah. plants in it and it changes. Now the whole formula becomes a full formula because we're looking at them as, as the whole being that they are, not just that physical, whatever problem they thought they had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's uh, I know the Chinese have these and Japanese too. They have uh, tea ceremonies and they yeah. use a lot of lotus in the tea ceremonies and things like that. And I've oh. done some of these ceremonies and uh, and there's there's a, a special, mm-hmm. you know, a kind of a way of, of doing these ceremonies <laughs> and behavior and everything. And they and uh, and, you know, I, I, I walked out of there like hiring a kite, but not not, not like a hallucinogenic. But right. I was feeling so good after these teas. And one of them was Lotus and, and there's a couple others. And I go, wow, I just feel really good. Like, like uh, just sitting they here drinking tea with some people. Yeah, it's like, it was amazing. They really nourish the spirit. And that's the big thing for a lot of people. You know, it, mm-hmm. we see when people come into our shop, because we see the general public. So I'm not... Um, I mean, we do see those that are in a more um, enlightened kind of place, more awakened. But the majority of people we see, they walk in our shop. They don't know chamomile from vitamin C. It's all a supplement to them. Yeah, They see it on the shelf somewhere. So when we introduce them to these plants and we encourage them to make teas with them, first of all, a tea is water-based. So Mm -hmm. they're getting hydrated. And in Arizona, especially, hydration is a big deal. People just don't drink enough liquid. But also... Um, they they start to see wow this this when they they feel something different. Motherwort has been the big one that we've if we start them with motherwort and they see that profound difference just uh-huh. in their well being that they're okay they feel safe they feel the fear's not there um, or if they come in and they're really angry when people are dehydrated which we see a lot anger is a big thing we see. They'll come in, we'll give them a glass of water and I'll put motherwort in it and Mm -hmm. hydrating them and then taking the motherwort. Now they're starting to be open to some other. Now they come back and start to ask questions. People that would have never. And what we're seeing, and this just goes to the awakening, I believe, is people are showing up at our door and they don't even know why they're there. They tell us, "I, I just felt drawn to be here. I don't know why. And they come in. And we just sit and talk and give them a cup of tea and we hang out. And um, a lot of times they're not even, we're not selling them anything. We're just having them have a place to be. That's what saved a lot of people in our community with COVID. There's no yeah. places in communities that offer some place where people can just go and be. And I think that was a lot of the reason behind it was just to divide and isolate. And, exactly. uh, you know, that was one of the main goals. And uh because you, you do that, you know, you isolate people, uh, you know, it really messes with your whole psyche, your whole system, your physical body, everything. And and you can't go outside. You can't get fresh air and exercise. And, and it's just like, seriously. And, it, and then they ban the beaches. I go, you yeah. ban the beaches, like salt water and sunshine kills it immediately. Yeah. You know, it's like, but you can't go to the beach, you know, it's just like, uh, they, it was just, it was like everything. I was thinking that there's nothing they did that was right. They did everything the opposite. 
and uh for their agenda of course yeah and that wasn't that wasn't a whole different agenda it wasn't for your health and well-being what they're doing but but uh you know if you if you know better you go what you know are you talking about get out you know get out in the ocean it's you know they they have all these studies done and just swimming in the salt water the effects it has on your biofields and and your your whole calming and heart and everything it's amazing you know just getting in the ocean with the salt water and that ener- the energy of the ocean and if you're aware of that and you're knowledgeable about it and you work with it like when since I get to the ocean, I walk and I do three waves. I have three waves hit me, and uh, and the first wave I just see it as cleansing everything out of my field and aura, and the next one I said any residuals, and after the third wave I go okay I'm good, you know because salt water <laughs> is so healing, and I just you do know, a little ritual. I I thank the ocean, you know, and the and uh, spirit of the ocean, and I just said I need some clean, you know, healing and clearing, and bam, it's amazing everything's gone. You, and then you come back and you're just all, you know, charged I'm with you. I'm, I, I, I'm with you. I, I've always, I grew up in California and then I spent min, last 25 years before I came here in Florida, right by the beach. And yeah. um, being in Arizona with no water, it's a, it's, it's a whole different set of, of problems that people come in with because yeah. they Getting around water is so just the negative ions that, that move through, the energies that move through. Another thing we talked, uh, I thought was interesting, and I, I was talking with the healer the other day. She does energy healing. Mm-hmm. And she was saying that how our, how our energy field goes around us about six feet. And I said, well, isn't it interesting that they said, let's stay six feet apart? Yeah, yeah. So our energy fields cannot even interact. Can, yeah. 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 And they're saying yeah. that people, people by nature need a hug, you know, they need touch, they need, and people don't realize that. And you separate that and isolate them and, and keep them out of nature and out. That's well, the worst thing. A lady came in our shop. Mm-hmm. A woman came in our shop, an older lady. She's a regular customer. Um, really, really sweet gal. And she came in in the height of COVID and she was, she had a mask on and she had gloves on and she had all this crap all over her. And she stands, she comes in and she stands by the door and she's crying. And I said, why are you crying? I said, what's going on? Are you okay? She said, every time I, the reason I, she goes, I'm sad because I always come in here because everybody hugs me and everybody, and I feel so safe here and warm. And I said, I said, Oh, I said, you're not hugging right now. And she goes, yeah, I am. So I ran up to her and I hugged her and I just held on to her. In two minutes, she ripped off her mask, ripped off her gloves, <laughs> and just. Mm-hmm. And then I said, "You can hug everybody you want to hug here." That's all, and that's what people were craving. We need yeah. human touch. Oh yeah, yeah. It was it was beautiful to see that. We chose not to through our through our business. We chose and we can make a big deal out of it. We just chose not to do masks or do social. We didn't do any of it. It, yeah. To me, it just was, it was a big BS thing that was happening and I'm there to heal. I'm here to take care of people and whatever they need. If they choose to wear masks, I was okay too. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. That made you feel safer. But we told people, if you want us to come and sit out on the porch and talk with you or come out to your car or call us on the phone, we'll bring what you want. I'll bring it to your home. What do you want? Yeah. Let's just all stay a community. And that was so yeah. critical during that time. Our business quadrupled during uh-huh. that time because people were screaming yeah. to have that human contact. Well, yeah, too. Allopathic medicine right now is just a total fail. I mean, and that's oh, what we're seeing. Please. We're seeing that right now. It's it's just right in your face. I, I mean, it it doesn't work. It never did work. It was never designed to work. And and yeah. people are finally figuring that out, that it had a different design behind it. And you know, a lot of the medicines that they create are from oil, you know, like from. We used to say we saw people because they were sick. In the last 10 years, I've seen people just because they're trying to deal with the side effects of all the different drugs. Yeah. I mean, literally, we, I, I rarely see somebody that's not. Now we are. A lot of people are just dropping, dropping them. It's not my job to tell them that if they come in and tell yeah. me I want all these drugs, I have to tell them as, you know, look, I'm not a doctor. I yeah. work with plants. I don't know about pharmaceuticals. You need to work that out with your doctor. 
but there are herbs that you can work with, you can try. And people are coming around. They have, you know, it's all thoughts. And and that's the thing. If they don't believe, if they are so mind controlled, there's not a lot you can do. But you can plant seeds. And that's what I do is just plant a seed. And six months later, they might come back or a year later, they might come back and they've learned a little bit more. We planted the first seed or to help them to see there's another way. We probably should do a disclaimer here. You know, we're not doctors. We're not prescribing anything. And uh, we're to be held harmless of anything you try <laughs> heard on this well, show. I want to find a release that says, I understand <laughs> Kathy is not a doctor. Yeah. I understand that she is just sharing information that's historical and traditional uses of these plants. Uh-huh. And anything I choose to put in my body is my choice alone, but it's my body, my choice. And we and we never we never um, well by the time they come to me that they're they're just over it they're sick of yeah. it yeah. they've had they've had so many side effects they've had so much um, they're having so many problems from that or they'll come in and we'll look at <clears throat> all their medications and then we'll look at a list of what they're coming in for whatever their what whatever their issues yeah. are and then I. Tell them, okay, now let's look at the pharmaceutical drugs you're taking and what the side effects are. Nine times out of 10, what they're coming in for is what's being caused by the drug they're taking. Yeah. And so we yeah. tell them, you know, that now this is your choice again. If there, if you, you know, there's other things, whether it's herbs or supplements or tight or, or, or um, acupuncture or whatever it is, there's other things that you can yeah. try. And see if that works for you. If it's something that's going to resonate for you. I don't know. If, I don't know. And I, the other thing is, I don't know what everybody's soul journey is. <clears throat> People come in with cancer and they, you know, they want a miracle. And I tell them, well, the miracle's in you. Um, but also, I don't know their soul journey. Maybe that's their way out. For yeah. a lot of people, that's their way out. Yeah, I know that it's, uh, when, you know, I've had two near-death experiences. I'd imagine you probably had two. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, the uh, uh, it's amazing when you realize that, you know, a lot of us came in from very advanced civilizations and in, incarnated here. And a lot of us went out. And uh, and a lot of us will go back to those civilizations and things like that. And and, and I'm not saying you should go off yourself. I mean, because you, you came in for a reason and you have things to learn and do and and missions and things like that. And we do have to complete that. You know, you can't just cop out, you know. And uh, <clears throat> but uh, the, uh, you know, if somebody's asking me about that the other day about suicide, you know, do you go to hell automatically? And I said, of course not. You know, why? And I said, uh, you know, maybe some people are just done. You know, they want to go home. They're just done. And I said, other people uh, didn't finish their business. So they are going to have to come back and finish it. And they didn't get through their lessons, you know, whatever they need to learn their karma and, and clean up, you know. And I said, everybody's different. There's no, there's no pat thing for this, you know. So, and, you know, I've seen why, you know, a good example is I saw this thing and this is kind of horrific, but there's, there's this mass shooter at this playground, and uh, he started, sh- uh, pulls out his rifle and he starts shooting. And this one kid puts up his hands and he just starts walking towards him. And he keeps walking towards him. This guy unloads the whole clip on this kid, this one kid. And uh, and on the outside, it looked horrific what happened. you know. But on the inside, what happened is that kid was responsible for the death of a whole lot of people in another lifetime. And he incarnated for that purpose and to take the hit. And so he could complete, so he'd have completion in his soul. And so he could move to the next level because he had, he had, that was what he felt he had to do to get through this. And so you look at another level, I go, well, this, this kind kid came, this kid came in, incarnated. He needed to have completion in his soul so he could go to the next level the shooter came in, he had a lot of anger and, and pissed off and rage, and he had to have a place to vent it. And because of that kid, all these other kids were saved, you know, and you look at it from another level and you go, wow, this is amazing how this is all unfolding. But if you look at just face value, what's <clears> happening, <throat> you'll never understand it. You'll, you'll never understand what's really unfolding. I talked with a man who was a, he, he, he was a mercenary. 
-hmm. And he told me that he would, he said, my job was just, they would tell us, go into this village and anything that moves, man, woman, child, animal, anything that's moving has to be gone, kill it all. And that was his job. He said, that was my job. You go in without a conscience, you go in and you do this. Mm -hmm. And he said he was in one village and there was a little boy that um, that same kind of situation happened where the boy just walked directly up to him. He said as he was walking to him, it's different when it's just, you know, you're just shooting and everything. But when that one little soul comes walking directly up to you, he said it, it, it played with his head a bit. He did kill him. He said, and I had and my job was to kill him. And mm -hmm. he but that child changed everything in this man's life. He turned his whole life around to service. And I said, well, perhaps that's what he came in for. Perhaps that's what that child came yeah. in for was to right for that moment to help you with that. We don't know. You're right. You just don't know. Yeah. There's so many different levels to what's happening. You know, that's playing. Yeah. Out. And I, I know a lot of people came in and they're checking out, you know, and they, they, they chose this time, you know, they're done and they're, they're finding creative ways of checking out and and uh and you know this this whole drama going on you know with you know there's one group that wants 80 percent of us gone basically we know that and there's another group that's trying to heal that and circumvent that and so there's a big multi-dimensional war going on on many levels and uh and and so i know some people came in for this time and they came in and uh went through that whole thing and blew the whistle on all of it and might've been killed, but that's what they chose to do. And they're off to a higher, higher dimensions. And it, it's amazing how what's going on, but I always tell people, well, you get back to universal law, basically um, the, you know, if you adhere to universal law, you'll probably be okay. Cause that you don't create karma that way. And, and so I'm not saying it's good that this is happening. It's not good to kill. It's not good to hurt or, suffering or pain or cause that on anybody because you're when you cross over in your light review you're going to feel everything you've done to others you know that's what happens and all the pain and suffering and all the good you've done for others you get that back too as well so it's it's an amazing experience but and it's not done as punishment it's done to for evolution you know to help you you know get to you know the from, from, it's interesting because we've had what i've I may, over the years I've been doing what I'm doing, quite a number of people have come back to me years later and said, <clears throat> when I happened into your shop and people just sat and talked with me and, you know, whatever the herbs were, whatever we did, um, or then I wanted to learn more and I started working with herbs and I started helping people. But what you don't know is when I came in there, I was ready to end my life. Yeah. And learning about using plants gave them another purpose because it was a purpose to heal and something we can all do. We uh -huh. can all go out and start making medicines and taking care of each other. Or when we teach people, you know, we'll teach people how to make liquid extracts, say a tincture. And what we're teaching them is when you go buy these things at a retail store, you're paying whatever you're paying for them, you know, 50 bucks or whatever. For that price, you can go in your kitchen and make a gallon of this. But right now yeah. we're also in a, in a place of, People are talking about survival, collect food, water, all these things. And, and for me, survival is not sitting on a pile of food with a shotgun, killing anything that comes near me. I don't want to live on that planet. Yeah. But if I can make all these medicines, I tell them, well, okay, so then you're making gallons and gallons of medicine. Now you have things to trade or barter. You have medicines for yourself and your community. So now you... It's not enough to just think about you. If your neighbor's sick, I live in a I live in a community with a lot of older people. As you know, this mm -hmm. this this state is filled with a lot of older people. Yeah. And a lot of these old people are scared and they're living alone. And I want to be able to be there if there's fear for those people to be able to take them these medicines. And to me, that's all part of this, that pl making plant. I mean, you see it with Myra. She makes medicines and takes care of everybody. It's just what we do when you're in a community. Yeah. It doesn't mean you have to be all living on the same piece of property that that's a community. It means down your block, you know, exactly. talk to your yeah. neighbors, bring them, bring them medicines, bring them food, bring them whatever it is that you need. To me, that is how we, we, we change the world. We, 
and we and we stay out of the darkness that's in the world right now. They can do it. They're doing whatever they're doing out in the world. I don't care. I've got neighbors I'm taking care of. I've got I've got people coming into our shop that are scared and and have anxiety and they just need some place to be somebody a safe place and a safe person. Yeah. Is simple things that they're looking for. That to me is what. Yeah, we have a we have a, a a water ditch. It's really interesting here, and the water <clears throat> is supposed to be turned on in March. And so our people upstream are good Christian people, right? And they've cut our water off and shut us off completely. And we have water rights. We've proven it. We have to go through this every year. Like thirty-seven years, we've been dealing with this same stuff. And finally, I got I had enough, and I just said, you know, I I want to ask me, tell me how this fits into Christianity. You know, it's theft. You're stealing our water. Two, you're 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 making you're trying to destroy your neighbor. You know, shut him down. Uh, you know, love thy neighbor. You know, like all of these things. I said, just explain to me how this fits into Christianity because this is the most hypocritical thing I've ever seen. And and I just called it out and I said, this is the most self righteous, arrogant move I've ever seen by somebody who calls himself a Christian. You know, and, uh, and, and just because we're different, we're different, you know, we're a little different. So they're, yeah. and, you know no, what, they, they really you think it's okay in their own mind. They, in their own mind, they validated this somehow. And I go, well, how does theft and shutting off your neighbor's water fit into Christianity? It doesn't matter if we don't believe exactly the same way or not. That doesn't matter. But in, in their own mind, they, they, it's, it's, it's a yeah, it's a sickness. It's really a sickness. And uh, and I, I said, you know, bottom line, you know, this you're a hypocrite, period. Don't even talk to me about Jesus or anybody else. You know, it's like, uh, you know, so you're we have a, different we than have this, We have this situation a couple years after we opened. Um, a girl was in our shop shopping, and we always ask, you know, how'd you hear about us or whatever? And where do you live? Where are you from? And, you know, conversation. And I, she told me where, what part of the city she lived in. And I said, oh, what are you doing down here? You have this great herb shop right, 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 you know, right down the street from you. And she said, I can't believe you're telling me about your competition. And I said, oh, honey, there's no competition. If I yeah. grow, she grows. If she grows, I grow. We have, yeah. to, we have to start shifting our way of thinking. And she said, well, the reason I'm asking is I work there. I said, you work there. Well, what are you doing down here? And she said, well, I keep hearing about you guys. And I was curious because we were told if we mention the name Southwest Herb, that it's grounds for immediate firing. Wow. So I, said, well, I said, you know what that tells me? That tells me we're going to keep sending people up there because you got to walk your talk. So <laughs> yeah. about a year later, two years later, and, and mind you, we train hundreds of people in the art of herbal healing. And they're out there making medicines and they're out there shopping and, and they're out there in the communities um, spreading the energy. So this girl comes in to register for one of our classes. And I said, oh, how'd you hear about us? She heard about us from that same herb shop that two yeah. years before was, was shunning us. Yeah. So now what we what what's happened is when you're growing an energy like this, you just have to keep being in that place, even yeah. when because we're trying to change. We're trying to change programming. Yeah. It's not just about what we sell or what we do for a living. It's how we're interacting in our community. How are we treating yeah. other people? How are we, um, and especially those that are being hurtful or hateful to us, yeah. you know, then we're like, okay, we'll just be twice as nice. Eventually, they're going to look like a total ass or yeah. they're going to come around and find kindness in their hearts and start to realize. Yeah. I mean, no, they're I mean not- we're. We're going to start talking to the community about it. A lot of people in the community know about it right now, and they're calling them out and saying, hey, what's your problem? Why are you doing this? And th- there's no legal reason for what they're doing or spiritual or religious or anything else. It's, it's, it's just wacko. But uh, the, uh, what's, what's interesting is I know when you do things like that, especially somebody that's really doing work, creator's work, you know, on the light side, when you do something like that, it's going to come back to you tenfold. And, you know, I don't want to wish a curse on anybody, but that's just universal law. And, and, but when you go after somebody that's really working with the light, it gets amplified, you know, 10, a thousand times. 
And so, you know, I just say, well, don't hurt yourself. I'm just going to sit back and, and give it your best shot, but no, there's going to be a karmic backlash and it's going to be amplified, you know, and, and, uh, and, you know, I, but, you know, I'm not going to say nothing. I'm just going to watch, you know, as I always do watch and watch the universe do its work and, and uh, some things are coming their way, you know, so, uh, but that they chose, that's what they chose. They chose the hard lesson, you know, they could have. And you know what, it's, it's what I've noticed a lot too, especially as, I mean, the energies, I, you know, I don't, I, I, I don't have, it's not my area is understanding this yeah. human resonance and energies and all those kinds of things. But I do notice it in myself. Like, for example, the last two weeks, I've been, I'm sleeping 10 hours a day. I never do that. When I wake up, I can't get grounded. I can't I have to meditate right away to get myself in my body. Mm-hmm. I'll feel a little bit dizzy during the day. It's like everything people that had a, that are kind of bipolar or on that edge are going over. Yeah, they are. Whatever's going on, it's like whatever this is going on, this energy is amplifying everything. It is. I I don't understand it. I feel it. I know I do. it. I, I mean, it's it's actually, you can physically explain it because the Schumann resonance is off the scale. The, the chronal mass ejections are off the scale. There's so much energy coming into the system right now, and it's affecting the bioelectric fields around the body, and it's putting people in process. And like you're saying, the people on the edge are being pushed over the edge. And and some people are taking the downward spiral of evolution, and that's going to be amplified. And some are taking the upward spiral, and that's going to be amplified. So it's, you know, and, and it's accelerating karma, and the action-reaction time is, is quickening. So, so, and it's all scientifically, we're moving into a highly energized place in space we've never been before. And, and you can actually explain all this scientifically but what you'll see on this level is just people losing it and uh you know stanford research said monkeys exposed to fluctuation in the magnetic fields exhibit exhibited behavior from comatose to self-mutilation so we don't have to be monkeys you know we can master this and own it and clear the energies and do the herbs like you're talking about and take care of ourselves or we can go the way of the monkeys you know and uh, you know what? I'm, I heard a, an interesting. I was reading some research, and it was a it was a cardiac doctor, and I can't remember the name right now. But what caught what what caught my interest on his research was he said my patients are not dying of thought of heart attacks; they're dying of thought attacks. Yeah, and then he went on to say, everything is energy. A thought is energy, and everything that uses energy puts off waste. So an energy. Um, if the energy, if the thought is positive, joyful, anything in the category of love, the waste that comes off of that thought, he said, is very alkalizing. So the system becomes more alkalized. But if the thought is negative, worrisome, fearful, anything in the, in the fear category, the waste that comes off of that is very acidic, Acidic. which everything can grow in. And so Uh, this is why I spend a lot of time with our, with our clients telling them, if, if you can take all the great herbs in the world, you can eat a great diet, yeah. you can do all the exercise, all that, and and still be sick because of your thoughts, because you're so negative, you're exactly. so angry, don't want to open up to possibilities, and you're making yourself sick. Yeah. So, you, you know, know, I hate, to, I hate to, so yeah. I hate to cut you off, but we're we're going over time, so I've got to sign off. Unfortunately, it's been a great interview, and I know people got a lot of. Uh, uh, good information. How do people contact you if they want to find out about your store? The the website is swherb.com. Everything's there. All the information, our online store, everything they want is on there. And if they want to contact, there's our emails there. They can contact us directly from there. Yeah. And I've tried a lot of your herbs and they're amazing, you know, especially the, you. the dental ones, the swish and the other stuff. They're great. But Thank We've you. got to sign off, but thanks, thanks again for coming on the show and and sharing your wisdom. And we always tell people keep an open mind, loving heart, and pure intent, and you'll get through these times and take care of yourself. So anyway, have a great evening. Thanks for coming on the show, and good night, everybody. <laughs>